Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first live edition of the X Playbox Station podcast, episode 14. I have, I am your host, Jordan Alvarez, as always, and I have P- my Vic Vinegar Pierce PP Hawthorne Gray here live for the first time. Here we go. COVID all around for everybody. Live performances. Um, everyone, this is your video game podcast that we will review game industry news and give you our hot takes without pulling any punches. And we'll just keep punching and punching and punching until whatever victim we decide to hit is incapacitated. Um, let's start off this week with what are you playing? And Pierce, we'll let you kick it off. What have you been playing this week? Well, just like last week, I'm still playing Marvel's Avengers. Uh, for some reason, it still has me captured. I guess I'm just waiting for the new characters to drop, but it's not going to be for a long time. Other than that, pretty slow week for me. Well, you know those new characters won't, aren't going to drop for like months, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not like pressed on it or anything. I would like to play Black Panther like as soon as possible, but I doubt that's going to happen. Yeah, Black Panther's probably going to be like a March thing. They're going to save it for um, Black History Month or February. Yeah, it's February. Yeah, February. If we still have so, Black History Month next month. Well, they, they made it like half a year this year, right? It's always a half a year. <laughs> I mean, honestly, they give us the shortest month, you know. Well, they don't give anyone else really a month, so. <laughs> I mean, they give Mexicans a day. And it's really not even their day. It's just an Americanized version of it. Well, Mexicans don't even celebrate that. Those no. uh, this past week they celebrate Mexican Independence Day. Yeah, Chicago it's a huge deal. <laughs> like I saw a friend driving on the interstate and they literally got stuck in traffic for to go three miles for like an hour. What? People are literally standing on buildings like waving flags for it. It's crazy. Um. Anyways, more important news. What I've been playing this week, I've been really got sucked into Among Us. It's only on PC and Android phones, but it's essentially like a like a whodunit game. There's 10 players. You basically have to find out who's trying to murder everyone on the spaceship. And it's a clusterfuck because it's all type-based. So everyone's just accusing each other via text. <laughs> Big mess. Really addictive. I think basically everyone in the world who's like an influencer is playing it right now. And I got sucked into one of those games finally. <laughs> a lot of fun. And I'm going to make all my friends play it probably in the next week. Now that I know what I'm doing. He just had me download it, too, right before we started the podcast, so he's not joking. I've been really busy this week in traveling. I've been wanting to play more games, but haven't quite got uh, got to it. Um, but our next segment is, you know what pissed me off this week? And, you, you know, I think what pissed me off this week is what pissed everyone off this week, and it's PlayStation 5 pre-orders. I don't think Sony understands how pre-orders quite work and how... To t- be straight up with people. <laughs> so about a month ago, or maybe like three weeks ago, Sony said they were going to have... Pre-orders were not going to be a surprise. They were going to give everyone a good heads up. And then they tweeted on Wednesday, pre-orders were going to start Thursday on their blog. <laughs> and I thought I was safe to chill out for the rest of the day, enjoy my day, and come back tomorrow at midnight. Worst case scenario, and stay up for eight hours looking at pre-orders. I thought that was worst case scenario. Nope. Three hours later, they just randomly start pre-orders. And 
I shit you not, I've seen so many people defend Sony and blame retailers. And then I had to stop and tell them, I'm like, you know who announced their price and date last week and they're still not on pre-order because retailers decided to throw it out? <laughs> fucking Xbox. So don't tell me it's not fucking Sony's fault. <laughs> Fuck you, Sony. Get your shit together. And if you want us to actually give a shit about your console, be don't, honest. Don't fuck me over. Don't fuck us over. No, just plain and simple. Don't just say, hey, we're going to give you a whole new performance and then also drop everything all at once. That's not how you do it. That's not how you market. I don't have a marketing degree, but I know that's not how you market. Yeah, just, just be honest and communicate. Communication's key in this world. Okay? That's all I want out of you. Communication. Fuck you, Sony. Communicate. <laughs> This is us communicating to you. Yeah. Fuck you. Sony, um, hire me on your marketing team and I'll never fuck everyone over and make them hate you. <laughs> and next, we'll do um, this week in review after a quick message from our sponsors. Hey, and it turns out we do not have any sponsors. Um, so we'll move on to... Um, We'll move on to our next segment, This Week in Review. And our first thing that we'll be reviewing this week is Spelunky 2. Um, Spelunky 2 is actually making a really good splash in the game scenes, only out on PlayStation 4 and PC. And Spelunky 2 is a masterpiece of procedural generated platforming that stays true to the legendary challenging original, while also holding surprises around every corner. And I've never played Spelunky 2, but it looks like overall Metacritic, it's in like the 90s now. Um, IGN gave it a 10 out of 10. It might be up for one of the best games of the year. Um, we'll see. I, I see it beating out Cyberpunk. Um, what do you think about Pierce? <laughs> it seems like they're making a very good uh, Spelunk into the end of the season for gaming. Um for the most part... Great, great pun. Great thanks. pun. I was hoping somebody would, you, you know... You really struggled through that, and I appreciate how much effort you put into it. I was, I had it set up for when you first started talking about it, like in all the reviews, and I was going to say, they make a real big spelunk in the uh, reviews and this the, week. And then your attention span came in, and it just destroyed your timing. I'm like a dog, okay? I see a fucking ball, and then I go, ball, and then I don't think This is why you'll never be a stand-up specialist, and <laughs> you should probably just kill yourself. Probably, but I'm not going to because my dog wouldn't understand what happened. So that's one thing you've always taught me is to worry about my dog. <laughs> Your dog just wouldn't understand why you didn't come home. Huh? That is true <laughs> if you murdered yourself. That, that's... I feel like anybody would wonder why I didn't come home and would not be sure about it. I, I would love an opportunity to try out Splunky 2. I just know myself and it's probably not happening unless it comes to Game Pass. Because it just doesn't strike me as something I want to pay to play. And if it was there, I would do it. <laughs> yeah, um, same thing with Jordan. I've been utilizing Game Pass and the xCloud system now for the last weekend. And that's the only way I would play it. I've actually played a lot of games that I didn't think I'd ever play. Um, to move on to our next piece of news, um, the Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S called that one. But I think literally everyone in the world called that one naming convention. Um, they showed off their packaging for the new Xbox consoles. And I will say they look way too much like the current Xbox One packaging. And I feel like they should have worked a little bit more to differentiate themselves. I don't really feel that way. I mean, I like the way it looks. 
I know which console I'm getting at least. <laughs> There's a black and white one, just like everything else in life. Very black and white. Uh, just like everywhere in life, the black one will run faster than the white one. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much what Xbox is telling us when you get an all digital. Is You know, it's not going to run as fast. Uh, there and there's a little bit of Xbox news, and we'll we'll go through that before we get to our main event for the PlayStation Five reveal event. Um, another part that hit Xbox news this week, and it was a rumor, and it was from a somewhat of a reliable source that leaked on Twitter, and I think there is something to the story, but it doesn't tend to be what the story is about. The there was rumor that Xbox was working on acquiring Bungie and they were in talks. Um, the tweet read, uh, Microsoft's been in talks acquired Bungie multiple times, but they have fell through each time due to Bungie's high price. And the CEO of Bungie has came in and says that this is false. What are your, what are your, what's your take on this, Pierce? Would you like to see this um, partnership again? Would you like to see them coming together? Would you like Microsoft to buy them? I mean, feed us. I like you said they before they did have it because I remember seeing that on the original Halo like opening scene of Bungie and Microsoft were one. Uh, A little history lesson there: Microsoft (laughs) bought Bungie back in two thousand one, and then Bungie spent off in its own entity in like two thousand and nine. They basically essentially gave Microsoft the IP of Halo and said fuck off, so they could be independent again. So pretty much gave it to him and said, fuck off and leave us alone. Um, I mean, Halo 1 was probably the best Halo, let's be honest. But I would like to see it go back. They'd have a lot more... They'd have a lot more budgetary money and freedom, I feel like. Definitely have a lot more freedom than when they did with Activision. That is for fucking sure. Bungie's not super worried about getting shit pushed out half done. Well, and, and and the plus side is Microsoft has really changed as a gaming company since then. Have really let their um, studios do whatever they want. Um, I think Bungie and Microsoft did some of their best work together. Some people really do like um, Destiny, but I think Destiny has been a very hit or miss more than their partnership when they worked on Halo together. Um, their CEO, Bungie, did come out and say this was completely false. So um, the next thing, rumor that is coming up is that Bungie might be signing a time exclusive for their next property they're working on, um, which is Codename Matter currently. So that might be come out as a Game Pass exclusive or come out as a, a time exclusive for them. And that could be possibly what they're working on because there are multiple sources saying that Bungie and Microsoft have been working on a deal. And maybe the prices that's not coming out right is for that exclusive deal and not acquiring Bungie. Because Bungie's trying to be the new, like, THQ or Take-Two and starting wanting to publish and develop games independently. So we'll see how that develops as a partnership. Um, do you think Bungie's buying time exclusives with Bungie would be worth it for as a Game Pass user? Yeah. I mean, I think it would. It'd allow me to... I, there's really not a lot that they don't offer that like there's not like they have any PlayStation exclusives all the games that they have currently like Destiny or that's really the only one they got right now it's their main focus that's the only one I play on my Xbox I don't really play it anywhere else I played it on the cloud the other day 
it holds the same. I. What Destiny? Yeah, I mean, so it, how do you, how do you think Destiny works on the cloud? Does it actually play well? Yeah, I mean that was one of the ones they first had on the cloud when it came out, like on its preview, and I used it and it ran smoothly. Because I know that was a big deal. Destiny <laughs> and all of its DLC was coming out on X Cloud. Yeah, and that brings us to our next topic. Microsoft has launched X Cloud this past week with over 150 X Cloud games on Tuesday. It has been a lot of fun, actually. Um, I have played a bunch of indie games on there, like uh, Cluster Truck, where you just jump on semi-trucks as they crash and shit, and it's fucking a lot of fun. Um, You know, I've played my mainstream games. I've tried Remnant from the Ashes on there. That ran pretty smoothly. Really, it just depends on how strong of a Wi-Fi signal or your 4G or 5G signal is. That'll determine how smoothly the game runs with lack of frame rate drops and lack of network reliability. So, um, yeah, there might be a little bit of lag spikes here and there. Um, I am traveling this week. That's why I'm doing this show live with Pierce. I'm actually in the same town as him. Um, But I I did bring my controller with my phone and some headsets to hook up to my phone. So I'll be trying out xCloud probably quite extensively this week as my week slows down a little bit and I get a little bit more alone time to uh, do some gaming in the evenings. Um, But I'm excited to uh, try some new things out and report back next week on what I'm playing and trying out and my thoughts on xCloud and how well that launch is. Um, The preview beta I've had really great experience with, just the same as Pierce. One thing I am excited to try out is going to be The Witcher 3 on it. That's going to be real interesting to play with how big and grand that game is and the scope of it to see if my phone can hold up to it, which I'm sure it can if it's on there. It's on there for a reason, but just to see how it ports over and how it feels, it'll be good to see. And if I am enjoying using xCloud, I'm not going to lie. I have a, like maybe a nine inch, maybe not, maybe like a seven inch tablet that I have not touched in probably a year. That if I'm enjoying xCloud on my phone, I'm probably going to update my tablet and um, start taking it out on my trips and playing. Um, probably be a really solid way to do it. Probably a perfect size, like a 7-inch tablet to play on. Because phones are, I think, like around 5 inches, and five I don't and know. 5 and a half, 6 inches. 5 and a half, 6 inches. And I, I forget if my tablet's 7 or 8, but it, it almost looks like it'd be like a 40% real estate increase on the screen, and I think that would be almost perfect. It'd be a little bit larger than like a Switch screen. So I'm looking forward to getting into that and seeing how things go. Um, our next topic in, is from Bloomberg, and you don't see many Bloomberg news reports coming out on video game consoles, and we'll see how accurate this turns out to be. Um, but there is a Bloomberg report that comes out and says Tuesday, um, the company has cut its expectation of PlayStation 5 production by 4 million units and now by the end of the year and expects manufacture about 11 million in- units by the end of March because they're having very poor, um, they're having really poor um, production. According to Bloomberg, the PS5 systems on chip, its core processing component designed by AMD is said to be a particular issue with the yields as low as 50% at one point, meaning that half of the parts produced um, weren't fit to actually ship. 
While that figure has been improving according to Bloomberg, the yields are yet to reach a stable level. So basically while they're making these parts, they're not usable and due to the high frequency nature of the GPU on the PS5, they decided to go with less computing units at a higher frequency, which causes unstable yields, essentially. Microsoft went with more computing units at a lower um, frequency, which usually produces is easier to manufacture. So Sony's decision to go with a harder to make GPU, essentially, and that's a little bit weak on the Xbox Series X, is causing the production issues. And Sony has came out and flat out denied this report even exists. But um, based on the pre-order numbers that kind of came out earlier this week, I wouldn't be surprised if they're having initial production issues. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Pretty much, it doesn't look too bright for Sony, I feel like, at this point. With their cult following, yeah, they got their cult following, but I think that's about it. Like, I don't think there's going to be anybody switching over, um, anything of the sort. Like, if, say, Jordan here was an Xbox exclusive, never was going to pick up a PlayStation, never dreamt of picking up a PlayStation, I don't think there's anything that's going to make him switch. Well, and I guess this doesn't really have much, uh, what I'm talking about, I don't feel like really has much the um, switch. I just... There's going to be fewer PS5s in the next basically six months till they figure out production issues, essentially is what this news is coming out as saying. And this is the first time news has came up with production issues for the PS5. There was a lot of rumors that they didn't show what the box looked like. Microsoft showed what their box looked like back in November of last year. And Sony, you didn't see what the box looked like, I believe, till maybe June or July, I forget, this year. And I think... That and a lot of rumors were it's because they had overheating issues and they had to figure out a way to design the box to stop that overheating. And that was because the GPU got was running really hot. And the same reason the GPU runs really hot, it's the same reason they're having production issues with the GPU now and only having a 50% yield. So half of the um, GPUs they make do not work. And that's what's hurting the production. And that's why a lot of people think there's so limited pre-orders. I went into a GameStop this week to try to pre-order. And they said, we only had, we had very few pre-orders available. And we sold out in like 15 minutes in person after the show this week. And Sony's claiming they're going to have more PS5s available at launch than they had PS4s. I don't see that happening as of now. What I'm all seeing. But next, our main topic is going to be the PS5 review, reveal, and that's going to be the big meat and potatoes of our podcast this week. There's so much to cover, so many different facets, so many different directions, so please, please, please buckle in for the next, next part, and as we take a break for our sponsors. If you don't buckle in, nobody's going to blame you. It's PlayStation. It's going to suck. And I'm not going to do this again. Spoiler alert. There are no sponsors. <laughs> Sponsor us. And uh, we bring ourselves to our main topic. And our main topic is going to revolve this week around the PlayStation 5 announcement and all the news that then circulated therefore after. And just to give everyone a quick um, recap, there was a PlayStation 5 reveal event 
that they went over multiple games that will be launching or coming out the first year of the PlayStation 5. As, as well with the PlayStation 5 will be launching November 12th, two days after the Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S. And the PlayStation 5 will launch at $499, $500 US. And all digital version will release at $400. And just get our initial overview of what we thought of the PlayStation 5 reveal. Uh, Pierce, give his first thoughts. My first thoughts, nobody ever listens to what I have to say, but my first thoughts would be that what the fuck is PlayStation doing? They completely got, they just, they just got bamboozled. I feel like as soon as Xbox showed their shit and gave them a price and a release date, I really felt like PlayStation was just scrambling for probably the weeks to come until their next presentation. With their prices, their prices, obviously, they're going to get beat on prices. Somehow, they're still going to sell more copies, I feel like, but that's hopefully not the case. Um, as far as their games go, we already knew we were going to get Miles Morales, $20, what should be a $20 game. Um, but, you know, they have good hardware. They got their whole PlayStation Collective or collection going on where they're going to pretty much try and game pass some of the game of the years and big hitters for PlayStation, which go ahead and give it a go. I don't think they're going to have the formula down that Xbox does, but other than that, I mean, I wasn't super impressed. I wasn't, there were some things on there that I liked to see, which I would have saw some more gameplay, but all in all. It was okay. It wasn't everything I wanted. So so overall, I'm going to say I really loved this reveal. I wish, honestly, Microsoft did something similar to this. They did a proper reveal, kind of something we had anticipate for them to have this something like this in June and um, for E3. That's essentially what they did. They showed a really strong game lineup. They came out aggressively with their pricing they showed their answer the game pass with PlayStation Plus collection. And I, overall, I think top to bottom, they had a very appealing slate of games that they were showing and trying to showcase. I, I will say, I think the initial presentation overall was really well. I think everything that came out news-wise after this presentation kind of took away because um, away from the how well of a 40-minute presentation this was. Because the PlayStation um, 5 Digital Edition, for $400, is a steal compared to the Xbox Series S. If, like, honestly, gun to my head, I'd always pay the $100 more. If I only had $300 in my pocket, I would somehow find the $400 for the PlayStation 5, just because of what you're getting more for that $100 more. Um, and the games, top to bottom, I think they showed, like, maybe 10, 12 games. They were all shown really, really well, cut together well, great pacing on the show, great aggressive pricing, and great program they showed. But it's the news afterwards that took the wind out of the sail for, for the whole presentation for me. So um, next, we're going to do an overview of each game, high level. I'll say each one of the games, and um, we'll just give a quick... Excited for it, not excited for it. And then we'll go into a little bit more detail on each game and talk about it. Okay?
So let's let's start this, and we'll give Pierce will give us excited, not excited um, for each game. So Final Fantasy sixteen, meh. Excited or not excited? Give me a definite answer. Definite answer. Sure, I'm excited. I played the most recent one, not the remake, but what was it Final Fantasy? Just excited, not excited. We'll go back into these. Okay, fair enough. Um, Spider-Man Miles Morales. I wish I could go, like, in the middle, but yes. It's excited. Harry Potter Hogwarts Legacy. Yes. <laughs> I'll tell you why. I, I sold, him, you I sold him on that one a little bit ago. I'll tell you why in a minute, okay. Uh, Call of Duty Black Ops. Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Cock War, no. Um, Resident Evil Village. Yes. Excited or not excited? Hard. Give me the answer I want. Excited or not excited? Excited. Hard okay. excited. That's all I want. I'm I want hard, definite excited. I'm hard and I'm excited, okay? Okay. New Death. I'm at Death Loop. Yes, excited. Devil May Cry. Devil May Cry. No, five. not excited. Odd World. Yes, Soul excited. Storm. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting that one from him. Five Nights at Freddy Security Breach. No. Demon Souls Remaster. No. Fortnite. God no. Why is that PlayStation a... Plus Collection. No. Pricing the PlayStation Five and release date. <laughs> no, not excited. Prices are way too high for me. I'm cheap. <laughs> Xbox is nice and cheap for me, and I get more out of my Xbox. Okay, so as I've been talking about for a few weeks here, because I've been doing my research for these shows, Final Fantasy 16 was revealed as the first um, game of this PlayStation 5 reveal event, and it has came out with a cinematic trailer, and it is a console exclusive. The deals aren't very clear, so many people think it's a time exclusive for Final Fantasy 16. But as I was saying, Sony was coming out hard, willing to spend a lot of money for time exclusives. And this is the one from Square Enix I called out probably for the last month yeah. or so. About two months he called it out. And gameplay trailer-wise, yeah, give us your thoughts on the trailer. It looked... There are some gory parts in the trailer. It looks very... Um... Going off of Final Fantasy fifteen with scope and scale of like monsters and fighting. One thing I do hate is the back and forth between like modern and medieval. I know that's like Final Fantasy's thing, but I don't know. It's almost like that little game called Scalebound that was supposed to come out when the original Xbox three six or Xbox One released, but I don't know. I just don't like the way it's always been set up. That's just a big pet peeve of mine for some reason. Um, other than that, it looked good. It looked like something I'm probably going to play, honestly. I'm not going to play it on a PlayStation, but I'll wait for it to come to Game Pass or just buy it on sale on my Xbox, but that was a pretty good one. Um, Final Fantasy um, 16. it's very much on the modern and non-modern um type of vibe they go basically like almost like a steampunk kind of vibe or they go with modern vibe um final fantasy 9 i think 6 12 and 14 i believe all had this very and 11 all had this very um steampunk kind of airships that look like old wooden ships and we all dress up like knights kind of look going on 
I honestly am really starting to dig the fantasy vibe for the Final Fantasy. Um, I call it the fantasy vibe because medieval fantasy, high fantasy with dragons, everything. Um, I think it's a really good, great look um, for a mature Final Fantasy to take because I don't think they've really figured out how did the, I don't know, I want to call it neon punk look with the more modern Final Fantasy looks. Um, I don't know. There's so much fucking neon in Final Fantasy 7, yeah. 15, and 8. Oh, yeah. So I call it the neon punk. <laughs> and then we have fan steampunk fantasy, Final Fantasy. And I really think it's going to play well. I, I Final Fantasy 14 is the one of the best kept secrets in the Final Fantasy world. It's an MMO, so there's a high barrier of entry. A lot of people do not get into it. And I think this is going to be a lot more in that vein. And a lot of big cult fallings are for the high fantasy ones because just people are able to wrap their their lives into those games a little bit more for some reason. To me, this trailer gave me very serious Game of Thrones vibes. I really felt like they were going for Game of Thrones, family against family, kingdom against kingdom kind of thing. It would be hilarious that they kind of wrote it in that vein where you have like a main character, he dies, that you pass on your progress and like, just people are dying left and right. And it's like this family war of trying to bring each other together. They'll take on another kingdom kind of thing. If that's the case, then I need some mountain raping in there. I need the mountain in there doing dead zombie mountain shit. Dude, there's not a Final Fantasy game. There's not a mountain type guy. And there's not a Final Fantasy game. There's not like the Lannisters that have all the money that are pretty that try to murder everyone. This just shows how much of these I've actually played. And then there's like definitely a Darthraki kind of fra faction. See, that's, that's a faction like, I want to be a part that of. That are like just, we're going to rape, murder, and pillage and burn everything to the ground. And those are the guys you end up like getting kicked out of your kingdom and joining up with for a little bit. And then you get all your shit back and then you go back and take over the kingdom. <laughs> See, that's the shit I need. I need the rebellious live off the land nomad group. That's who I identify as. So the next game that was shown was Spider-Man Miles Morales um, gameplay. They showed us um, kind of a mix between gameplay and a lot of quick action event and cutscenes um, pulled all together to show us what we're supposed to be anticipating for the new Spider-Man game. And I know Pierce is pretty hot on the subject, so I'll, I'll let him take the, take off this one a little bit. So Jordan and I were on the phone the other night just talking about the weekend the weekend and doing a podcast this weekend and we started talking about the miles morales game and it's just chock full of quick time events that's not what i want out of an action spider-man game give me big action set pieces but if you're gonna give me a quick time event give me the option to turn it off so i can just watch it as what it is which is just a cutscene with me button mashing for 20 seconds i would much rather just sit put my controller down and embrace the big set sequence they got built instead of like you're kind of participating you're kind of not it's really fucking stupid i hate quick time events in any game not just a 30 dollars spider-man game so i honestly really really liked how the spider-man game looked off the get-go I thought it showed really well. I mean, I know it was really tight-knit. 
um, scoped on the first interactions when you're walking through the crowd of people. And that's very meant to bring out a lot of the characteristic and a lot more of the tech heavy items that you're seeing off the side of people interaction and a little bit of nuance that really kind of makes the game a, a true immersive experience. They're, and, just, they're, and, they're bringing the game to life just like they're doing just like they did with, you know, uh, what was it? Witcher 3. They brought the Witcher 3 to life. And they're doing the same thing with Cyberpunk. They're going to be giving everybody, like, schedules, organic scheduling for the AI and the NPCs. And they're so, going to be able to do whatever they want to do, really. I don't think that's really the case because I think this is very tight cut um, animations that they're doing on purpose to show off a really important part of the game. This is uh, basically your walking path is very much on rails, in my opinion, what I was seeing here. I think you're never going to see these people interact like this when you're actually in gameplay. I think this is just when it's kind of like you're stuck, you have to walk here, here, and here, and then we're going to start the story kind of thing. You can't really go interact, I would anticipate, or run off and go do something else. This is a very much meant to be like you're tied down because you are human right now. You can't flip out and be Spider-Man. You have to go walk here to here. I think they're keeping you on rails for this part and it's why it looks so nice and looks great. And I think it shows really well. And the lighting on there showed really well. The problem I have with this trailer is it's the bridge scene. It's the same thing with Avengers um, bridge scene. It looks fucking phenomenal. But it doesn't really reflect how most of the gameplay is going to look, feel, and experience. Because you're going through these quick time events just like the Avengers bridge um, parts. Where it looks absolutely beautiful. They have these cut scenes. All the animation's done really well. All these scenes you're seeing, seeing and doing in Spider-Man, majority of them, you're going to hit tap X, you're going to tap Y, you're going to tap X really quick to run or grab something You're going to tap your the web way. triggers really fast to hold the bridge together. And, and you're not going to actually be doing this on a regular basis when you're in the gameplay. And we saw a little bit of gameplay with the fighting. This was very much reminiscence of when you're a Black Widow fighting Deadshot. It looks really fucking cool, but Deadshot had like three animations and you jumped out of the way, you shot him. You jumped out of the way, you shot him. But it looked really fucking good and then it went on a, a cut scene where you're jumping on Deadshot and you're taking Taskmaster. him out. Taskmaster. my bad. You're right, that was DC, my bad. Dane, Dane would have yelled at me if I didn't correct you on that. 100% right. Um, all those fuckers look too much uh, alike anymore because then there's... um. Deathstroke. Yeah, Deathstroke. Almost exactly the same thing in DC. Yeah. But anyways, um, I thought it looked really well. I just don't know if it's... I wanted to see a little bit more gameplay, uh, more than these cut scenes that look really pretty, show really pretty, but it's not true, truly showing what you're going to be doing in and out. It's showing the best parts of the game, which is really, really smart way to show it. It's just, I don't think it's a true indication on what majority of your gameplay is going to be. But they're showing the best parts of the game. So what's that leave after they showed all the best parts? All the worst parts. Well, and, and I'm not saying there's going to be worst parts. I just rather see what the... I mean, you played the Spider-Man, I guess. You know what the like 90% of the gameplay is going to be. Yeah. They're kind of leading you into the story, I suppose, is a real way to take apart from this. My problem, my fear is like the, all the really great story parts, and this is every game, 
Um, it's, it's tight cutscenes. It looks really pretty. Um, the gameplay is going to rule here, and we know the gameplay is amazing. I also am kind of curious how the scope of this game. And there's a little bit more news on that. I'll tackle that part a little bit later. But um, the next piece of game, I'm, I'm excited to play the Spider-Man game. I mean, I'm going to get it. The only way I'm going to get it is if it goes digital. If the digital console goes on sale, say, mid for like the spring sale. It's the only time I'm probably going to get it. Or next Black Friday or Cyber Monday. See, I see myself getting Final Fantasy 16 and Spider-Man Miles Morales. I don't know exactly on the timing and everything um, when I'll do it. But I think that has a little bit more to do with everything else that's going on with this reveal. So the next game we're going to be talking about. And I'm super curious because I made um, Pierce watch the trailer that was shown during the PlayStation um, 5 reveal event of the Harry Potter game. And I'm really curious because he said he was excited for this a moment ago. But Hogwarts Legacy was announced. You said you were excited. I want to hear why. I want to play as the one that can't be named. I want to be like a part of his group and like just be a bad wizard. I don't want to be a good fucking... Hogwarts wizard. I want to use like unforbidden magic or I want to use forbidden magic. So who who the hell is that? I can't say his name. Well, who is it though? You know who it is. Is it Mordor? No, that's <laughs> that's Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I feel like this only name is coming Slytherin? What what No, we can't say his name, Jordan. I'm really not familiar with the Harry Potter universe. I'm, being I'm not either, but if there's one thing Dwight told me, it's that you can never say his name. God, what was that? Baltimore? Yeah, Baltimore Raven. Baltimore, right? Yeah, you can't say it. Baltimore, Baltimore, Baltimore. Voldemort. Voldemort. Voldemort, okay. I, I'm not familiar with the franchise. So you want, you think they're going to give you the option to become a dark wizard? If it's an open world game, there needs to have the ability to do whatever the fuck I want. So you're hoping this is like a Jedi Academy game where you can be a, become a Sith, essentially. Yeah. Like, if you got an open world Hogwarts Legacies, why can't my legacy to be a Wait, dickhead? Why does everyone think, like, Harry Potter's a special world? All they did was take fucking Lord of the Ring, like, fantasy... <sighs> And fucking put a Jedi, put a Jedi school in it, and then called it a day. <laughs> put a Padawan school in it. I was like, essentially, you go to Jedi Academy, you become a wizard in Hogwarts, and if you turn evil, you become a Sith. Otherwise, you're a Jedi. Fair enough. And they put a fantasy code on it. This is just Star Wars with a fantasy code on it. <laughs> well, you know what? That's gonna. Hit the itch for those uh, not-so-Star Trek lovers and not-so-Star Wars lovers. So this is basically Knights of the Old Republic with a don't fantasy say, co. Don't say that, because well, Dane's going to play it for fucking 20 years. Well, I'm just saying, if you're... If, me looking at this trailer and seeing everything, I feel like it's almost a more probably thorough game than Knights of the Old Republic MMO. That's blasphemous. But with a a Potter skin. That That's blasphemous. Why is that blasphemous? Have you ever played the Old Republic? In yeah. MO? No. You're thinking Knights Old Republic. I'm talking about Old Republic. It's the same fucking thing. One's no, it's just completely. Open world. One's just it's completely open different. I can make one, a character. One was developed by Bioware and Obsidian. <laughs> the other one's, I guess, Bioware's Texas team. I which... can make a character 
and I can choose whether I want to be good or evil. I can make a scavenger. I can make a fucking bounty hunter. We, we do Well, yeah, that's that's a that's a little bit different, I guess, than this. This is basically Jedi Academy, the MMO. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. I've never played the Jedi Academy, so I don't fucking but know. But Gandalf's got to come out and tell you you can't pass. Yeah. You shall yeah, not pass. pass. Yeah. That's the only Lord of the Rings reference I know. Not come here, my precious. You don't know that one. Yeah, I know that one. Oh, now you're lying to me. <laughs> what about if I scream Frodo? Frodo. And, uh, nothing. I, nothing. I wouldn't you? get that one. Just bring me my precious, and then you shall not pass. Is about it. Mm, I don't know if anyone else had any more lines in that movie. I think those are only I two think lines. If like if you were to describe what Lord of the Rings was to a blind deaf person. Just write on a piece of paper, you shall not What about pass. Ian McKellen blasting laser in his boyfriend's asshole? What about that line? You remember that one? No. Oh, that was a Mac line from Always Sunny. <laughs> <laughs> no. Because Ian McKellen played Gandalf and he's actually gay in real life. you like, do you think Ian McKellen really goes home and stuff, like shoots lasers in his boyfriend's what? asshole? I don't fucking <laughs> remember that episode. No, I mean, honestly... They could do the same thing they're doing right now with Harry Potter. Well, I can't call it that because it's not what it is. It's well, fucking Hogwarts. Legacy. I don't think you're a real Always Sunny fan. That's all I'm going to say. You don't even know that You're line. not an Office fan. Cool. Because so, well, I don't remember some You Baltimore. don't remember one line? Just like I don't remember one line. I, I remember him saying you cannot name him. And I know Jim kept saying he's Team Baltimore or something. You didn't know that because you would have said the name if you did. I, I knew the name. I honestly was trying to bait you to say it. <laughs> this, is, this is Jordan... Getting his way out on being a true fan of The Office. That's why I said Baltimore. I wanted to get you to say, like, oh, I won't say it. I, I won't say it. I won't say it. Because Dwight told me I can't say it. But, um, no, I feel like Shadow of Mordor could definitely do the same thing. And I would be completely fine with it. But they don't really have a legacy of, like, training school. Like, you're going to pick elf school. Um, I don't need a legacy of a fucking Human school, school. or... Um, one of those ground troll schools. They do have a legacy. What do they call it's, them? What it's the, the legacy what, of the one fucking ring to rule them all. What are the little midget guys with the hammers? Dwarves. Dwarves. Dwarf school, elf school, or human school. You can just call them midgets. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's the politically correct way to call them. Dwarves. Is midgets. <laughs> Dwarves or midgets. <laughs> <laughs> They're not real, so it's okay you make fun of them. Yeah. They don't have it's souls. Kinda, it's They're like, like gingers. It's like it's a derogatory term to call someone knife ears, but it's okay because they're not real. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're elves. Or tree real. fuckers. Fuckers. <laughs> they sit in the woods. Wood elves. They're fucking trees all day. So if you're a ranger and you sit in the woods, you, you become an honorary <laughs> tree fucker. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an honorary tree fucker. But, uh. No, yeah. I. I feel like Shadow of Mordor would have a great time with doing this game. Um, so you just want a Harry Potter, but you want to be able to pick any fantasy class. You want to be able to pick. Like, I want to be able Rogue, to kill orcs. Warrior. I want to be able to kill orcs. Wizards. I want to be able to kill the girl that you showed me today. I honestly, <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, my biggest problem with the Hogwarts, like I think the fantasy aspect, I think it's really cool. What kills me is they use wands. They use the little stick wands. They use twigs. And I wish they used staffs. Yeah. If they use staffs, I could like, probably get behind Harry Potter. Like a but, bow staff? But but they use these little wands, and it just looks so... 
stupid. They're like, it looks so shitty to take these little twigs and point them at each other. <laughs> as long as I can make like a big burly fucking like stocky, super tall, crazy, like just a really like horribly proportioned person that uses this tiny fucking twig and wears a cloak that has like a fucking H on it. I, I, you know what I want to do? I want to piss off so many people by wearing a tall pointed hat, a black dress, green face, and name my character um, Glinda the Good Witch just to piss people off that like I'm trying to take a whole different genre, but I'm fucking it up oh, and yeah. getting the name wrong. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, well, we ride around on brooms, so why can't I, why can't I just bring the Wizard of Oz in here and then fuck up my character's name completely? Oh, yeah. Just completely ruin it. If we can build guilds, we're going to build the Lollipop Guild. And we'll be the Lollipop Guild, and you'll name yourself Baltimore. Yeah, I'll name myself Baltimore Raven. <laughs> Baltimore? No? no. Just, just name it. No one will like you. No one will be friends. <laughs> yeah. We'll be in the Lollipop we'll be... <laughs> Gang. And we'll, we'll try to convince our friend Charlie, because he's basically a um, little person. He what is they... a little person. But he might as well be a dwarf. A... Yeah. He's basically a dwarf. He's a midget. Charlie, you're a midget. Him and Alex are, oh, well, Alex is more of a hobbit. Our friend Alex is a hobbit. See, I feel like Charlie might fall in line with a hobbit. He's pretty hairy. Mm, no, he's not. Hobbits are traditionally dark-skinned. I see Charlie more as a dwarf, and I see Alex more of a hobbit. Is Alex hobbit, or hobbit, does he have hobbit features? Does he have super hairy feet? And Dan could be the human, because... Dane he, is, he hates everything. Dane is Frodo, let's be honest. He hates everything. He's not hobbit enough. But still, he has Frodo characteristics. Humans hate everything. Frodo hates everything. So what Frodo are, doesn't want... So what, what Elijah Hawk doesn't want the res one responsibility he needs in life is to protect this ring. Just like so, Dane so, doesn't want the responsibility. So what would that leave us? What, we'd have to be elves or something else. What are the other classes there? Which one of us would be the wizard and which one would be the elf? We you're, have defi to you're definitely the tree fucker. <laughs> I'm the tree fucker, so you're, yeah. you're Gandalf. Yeah. You're Ian McKellen. I'm Gandalf the gay. You're, you're Ian McKellen blasting laser beams yeah. in your boyfriend's butt. Got yeah. it. I, I at least I'm blasting, okay? And I started blasting. Anyways, um let's move on since we got so off the weeds and uh <laughs> talking about Hogwarts learn lead us right in the game um game not Game of Thrones. Um lead us right in the Lord of the Rings talk. Um <laughs> next is we got our um Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War campaign reveal. Call of Duty Black Cocks. I, I know um Pierce isn't a fan of the franchise, so I'll just talk since he's just gonna say how much he doesn't care. I don't um, care. The gameplay trailer. I don't care. For the campaign actually looked pretty cool. Um, driving RCs into planes and blowing them up. I mean, I'm is sure right up my the campaign's going to be fucking a blast. I love and, all the campaigns. And I really hope this is the first campaign that they split off from the multiplayer and they just sell it for like $30. Here's your campaign. Because I would buy that. I don't want anything to do with the multiplayer, yeah. but I would play this campaign because it looks like they put a lot of time and effort into it. I agree. I'm down with that. I'm definitely down with that. I would much rather just pay for a campaign than pay for a campaign and a multiplayer I'm never going to fucking touch. Activision, you haven't got my money since the Call of Duty 2 launched for the 360, so split off the campaign and you'll start getting my money because I just borrow these games from people after they're done with the uh, multiplayer and play the campaign. I will give you my money if you start splitting them up. You're already releasing just campaign i meant multiplayer experiences now release just campaign experiences for me just for jordan nobody else yeah give me a code that only i can buy it 
Um, next on our list is the Resident Evil set eight village gameplay. And I'll let my Vic Vinegar take this one away. He's hot on it. Not necessarily as hot, just more fevered. I'm more fevered on it. Um, you have a fever. You have coronavirus. We have to call the emergency <laughs> response team. <laughs> Corona. No. Um, so the Resident Evil Village, it's called. Looks like we're still taking the role of Ethan. I hope he's a little bit more fleshed out because the first time around he fucking sucked. I heard someone cry out Chris in the trailer. Yeah. Fucking Chris Redfield. Isn't that his name? Redfield? It's the only Resident Evil character I'll play. I think you might be able to... There's speculation that you might he might be a playable character. Maybe they'll do the two campaigns different way thing again. That'd be fun. Like they did Resident Evil 2 and 3. Didn't they do that for Resident Evil 5? No. No, you no. could play together. They did that with Resident That's Evil co-op. 6. Resident Evil 6. 6 they broke up in like... Seven di- like six different, different characters. Different yeah, six different stories. But still, they still broke it up and like all of them somehow intertwined like a Pulp Fiction movie. But um, it looks to be taking off probably after Resident Evil, what, 7? Yeah, Resident Evil 7. No, probably after Resident Evil 4. What? Oh, because of the fucking giant castle? <laughs> this thing... I'm just saying shit to see if you fuck up. <laughs> no. I fucking watched a lot of videos dude, on this the last dude, couple days. They're numbered for a reason. Just a heads up. Well, no shit. <laughs> what the fuck are you going on about? I just wanted to see if you got confused if I said Resident Evil 4. It takes after. <laughs> no. You fucking tar nugget. No. So, anyways. Uh, it looks interesting. looks like they're not going the traditional zombies, but... They might have werewolf or beast men that you have to fight against. And that seems like it's going to be scary. They're going to be a little bit quicker. They almost would, like the skinless fucking dogs in Resident Evil 2. They would come from the W virus instead of the T virus. Haha. <laughs> well, wouldn't the zombies be Z virus then? I don't think you understand how Resident Evil works. I don't think you understand how viruses work. Let me set you down for initial, like, um... <laughs> Umbrella. We're going to take a quick biology guy class, guys. We'll be back. Uh, uh, Umbrella Corp's um, tutorial meeting for industry of employment. Maybe yeah. I'll let you sit through that and we'll I'll explain to you how the alphabet works. <laughs> the alphabet apparently doesn't work like a normal person would. T-virus was supposed to make you regenerate um, brand new skin cells. So you stay youthful forever. Um, it had that effect that lets you stay alive forever. Just not youthful forever. <laughs> And you also wanted to eat people, so that's just you broke down to your basic human your nature. Your basic primal instinct. Your was primal to just instinct eat was something. to eat and fuck everything, and that's all the um, T virus really makes you want to do. People don't realize that that they cut that out of the Resident Evil is that um, the zombies are actually just trying to eat and fuck you. At They're the same just time. trying to reproduce a new breed of humans. That's the and, next evolutionary trap. And it's it's just the difference of how they reproduce. Um, their penises are actually in their tongues, and their um that's how <laughs> their that's, sperm that's, is the saliva. That's why after they um bite you, you become a zombie because that's them reproducing. <laughs> all right, they're, on to they're, the next they're, one. They're parasitic reproducers. Yeah, aren't we all just parasites? And um, I'm excited. This looks great, but I don't see why it's a 
next gen exclusive. I'm gonna be completely honest. I think this game's gonna come out like the first quarter or two of 2021. It's only because they, it's only because of the, uh, the re engine, right? Is it what it's their new engines called for their new games? They're building this in the same engine they built the uh, Resident Evil Two remake, Resident Evil Seven, and Resident Evil Three remake in. It's also just upgraded. They probably just fucking upgraded it for better systems. I think they Gave took a huge native. bribe from Sony to make it a next gen. Oh, I'm only. sure. <laughs> I'm sure Sony dumped in fucking all of their money into it, just like they've done for everything else. Just like they did for Final Fantasy 16 exclusivity. And <laughs> that will probably piss me off because it'll be a year exclusive on that. And all I want is achievements for it. Just give me fucking achievements that carry over. And I'll, I'll buy it on a few Sony. But just hook it up the the Crossplay. Xbox achievements. I just want those. I don't know why. I have problems. Your trophies don't mean anything to me. You know, for the longest time, I confused Resident Evil for Final Fantasy and Final Fantasy for Resident Evil. And this is how we knew Pierce was um, special. And that's why we started entering him in <laughs> special classes in school. And he had to get a teacher to help him assist him to how to read. I did. This is actually, that's actually very true. That hits home. Because <laughs> I'm very, I'm still to this day very illiterate. And what is the number one disability um, in children, a learning disability in children today? The answer is dyslexia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very illiterate. I'm... Meredith is your mother. <laughs> <laughs> I have, like, trademarked myself as the Charlie of our group. I just don't know how to read. I don't know words all that well. I'm a full-on rapist. Um, the next gameplay trailer was um, Deathloop. They showed a new trailer. It was actually kind of cool. Um, depending on how you attack these missions and go about them, you it changes how the different people in your world interact. I believe Deathloop, there's like a... About, it's supposed to come out second quarter of 2021. It's been delayed too. And there's about eight targets you need to kill. And depending on how you take about the t targets, you can make them join each other and kill them in one place or you can go kill them individually. It's a very interesting roguelike. And Arcade Studios has taken this on. And they did the Dishonor games, which were a runaway hit. Dishonored and Prey. So... It's really interesting um, how you're able to attack this in multifaceted different directions and cause different people that you have hits on to basically change their routine completely by what order you take these hits in and what you decide to do to take these hits. So there's a lot of replayability, similar to that kind of a Hitman game, but with time travel. It's also going to be interesting to see how that rival assassin plays in if i can just drop in and fuck jordan's game up by all means i'm gonna do that i'm playing this game offline there's no offline accessibility plot twist <laughs> i'm going to buy two consoles and <laughs> drop in my own game so you can't drop in <laughs> just make a new whole xbox account just for this one game it's a playstation 4 launch exclusive so i think there's a year deal on it yeah, so if you get it with your new PlayStation that you're going to get, and you're going to get me one too, uh, I'll still, I won't bother you because I'll probably be too busy smashing it because I'll have to buy Grand Theft Auto 5 for $75 now. Um, 
these next few games, I've got a bunch in together because I don't think there's much merit to go over each single one. I'm gonna bunch four of these together. Um, and we can go over all four in one big bunch. Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition, Odd World, um, Soulstorm, um, Five Nights and Freddy, Security Break, and Fortnite. Thoughts on any of them? Any of them interest you? None of them interest me. You told me you were excited for Odd World. That was a lie. I just want to get your reaction. I was just trying to see how hot you could get over this one game. And you got simmering. So Devil May Cry came out, I believe... Two years ago? 2019. I believe in the March. Um, not interested in it. Probably not going to play it even with the special edition. Oddworld, Soulstorm, I don't know why it's next gen. They should release it on mobile. Five Nights and Friday, honestly, I've never really gotten those. Fortnite, don't really care. Not much to really say about any of them. Um, the next one I do want to get your opinion on is the Demon Souls um, Remastered. Um, have you played the original Demon Souls? I know you've seen the gameplay. What are your thoughts and opinions? I have never played Demon Souls. I don't really care for subjecting myself to getting castrated every 20 seconds in a video game. Um, all in all, it looks really good. It looks very fluid and, I mean... it. It's a really good remake. Who does it? Uh, Blue something? Blue Point. Blue Point. They do phenomenal remakes. This one looks like another phenomenal remake on their end. I would try it, but I'm probably not going to. It's just not my type of game. There's some Souls games out there that I like to play that aren't super crazy hard. But Dark Souls itself and like Bloodborne and shit like that, I... Can't get behind. I just can't do it. So the Demon Soul game, I think it looks really cool. It's something I would try in a vacuum. It just matters if I end up having a PS5 or not at launch. If it is something I have at launch, it's something I could see myself playing and giving it a fair shot. I think it looks really cool. I think it looks interesting. I've been interested in the FromSoft games. I've just never really given much of a fair, fair shot out of, um, what is it? Dead Soul? No. What, Dark Souls. Dark Souls? Dark Souls, I've tried a little bit. Wasn't quite my cup of tea. I know Demon Souls and um, Bloodborne. Bloodborne were like the more accessible ones. And I just never really got into them. So that that's actually all the games for the PlayStation 5. And a lot of news has dropped there after the PlayStation 5 reveal. Um, I know after the um, reveal ended, I went to every retail site for about an hour long and kept hitting refresh on the PS5 pages, waiting for pre-orders to open. But then the um, PlayStation 5 blog opened up and it said that, hey, don't worry, pre-orders will start tomorrow. And I was like, oh, well, I waited for an hour. I looked for an hour. Sony blog says it's going to start on pre-order tomorrow. And um, they tweeted out it's going to start tomorrow. And Jeff Keighley tweeted out it's going to start tomorrow. IGN reported that pre-orders were going to start Thursday after the reveal event. Two hours later, apparently, and I just want to read you some headlines um, from Polygon. PS5 pre-orders open early. Quick turnaround turns into chaos. Kotaku. I there's like really, I feel like, 
hit the nail on the head. PS5 pre-orders were a complete clusterfuck as their head title. If that doesn't let you understand how bad this was a fuck up, nothing will. It was a complete clusterfuck. They didn't open up an hour afterwards. They released a tweet, blog post, and multiple outlets were reporting that pre-orders were not going to start till Thursday. Three hours after this event, pre-orders magically opened up. Walmart tweeted, hey, our PS4, five, our PS5 pre-orders will start tomorrow. Psych, now you can get them right now. And then every other retail opened up their floodgates. Sites crashed all over. People cried. Cats and dogs were together. No one was happy. <laughs> Whole... The, the earth opened up and started eating small children. The earth it, just stood it, still. It, it was like fire rain from the sky, seas boiled. Fucking bushes caught on fire. Fucking the end of days. End of days, basically. You would have thought it was end of days with a PS5 pre-order. And I had a friend like message me and was like, holy shit, PS5 pre-order is open and I can't get to them. And it would add insult to injury. Sony, at the beginning of the month, said these weren't going to be a surprise. There wasn't going to be a quick turnaround. We'll let you know when these happen. And boy, did they not let you know when these happen. And so many people were not able to secure a PS5 because they put their guard down because they listened to Sony and thought Sony was it trustworthy. Was a fucking trick all along. There's another article from Eurogamer. PS5 is a sure hit. But Sony broke promises and eroding trust. <laughs> Already. And, that doesn't bode too well for a con- like a new game console to already be lying to its customers, I feel like. And that's not the f- that's that was the first lie. It's not the only lie Sony has thrown out there this past week. So they lied about pre-orders. Um, they just passed out and I've seen so many people who want to come out and defend Sony and say, this isn't their fault. They can't control when the retailers start their pre-orders. Um, the information was out there. Retailers did it on their own. You can't blame Sony. You want to know who came out with their pre-order cost, um, and their pre-order pricing and release date last week. And still none of the retailers put their consoles on pre-order fucking Microsoft. Microsoft came out here and tweeted, don't worry, people. We won't fuck up our pre-orders. I'm paraphrasing. We won't fuck up our pre-orders. We'll let you know the date and time when they're available. <laughs> and then Microsoft came out and said, hey, they'll be available on the 22nd of pre-order at 11 Eastern, um, 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Came out and gave a time and date. Sony didn't say that. They just said tomorrow. And then they said, fuck you. Let's do it now. This is 100% Sony's fault. Don't blame retailers because retailers haven't done this for anyone else. They wouldn't do this for an Apple device. They wouldn't do this for a Samsung device. They haven't done this for a Microsoft console. This is 100% Sony's fault. Sony really dropped the ball. They, like I said, they were they were panicking. Sony was panicking this week. As soon as they saw Xbox's prices, releases, they panicked. They would have sold out no matter what Sony did, but Sony could have at least been a clear communication or at the end of their press conference said, hey, they're going on sale for pre-order in three hours. They're going on pre-order now. They're going on pre-order tomorrow yeah. at 8 a.m. They didn't set a standard. They gave the pre-order numbers to um, distributors and told them, hey, release these. 
That's what's happened. And then try to go back and say, no, we didn't do that. Sony, I will have to say, Sony had, did come out and apologize tomorrow and said, yeah, we messed up. Things got out of hand with our pre-ordering. There will be more pre-orders opening up this week and we'll be communicating clear times and dates and when those will be opening back up. Don't trust them. Whatever you do, don't trust them. They've already lied to you several times. So, again, this isn't the f- this is only the first lie. This, the second lie is one they've been building up for months. And this one also shook my trust in Sony this week. As they've been touting all their games are going to be built up from the ground up. Console exclusive for the PS5. And they can only be achieved on the PS5. I remember texting my one of my friends during the PS5 reveal event um, this week. I don't get it. All these games are achievable. They all look like PS4 games. I don't know why this is like such a big event i think the game showed really well i think they showed really cool games but final fantasy 16 is the only game i saw during the reveal that i'm like that's a next gen game yeah i mean fucking death loop looked a lot like dishonored 2 just a little bit more polished let me throw a little salt in that one real quick sony's came out this week and announced their ps4 exclusives will also be launching on the ps uh, the PS5 exclusive will be launching on the PS4. Spider-Man Miles Morales will be now launching day and date on the PlayStation 4. Horizon, so I really don't need to get a Horizon 2 5. will be coming on the PS4. They did... Oh, one thing we didn't cover is they did tease God of War. Yeah, um, Ragnarok. Ragnarok. We missed that. My bad. People are now speculating God of War, Ragnarok, will be on the PS4. Not confirmed, but... They have, Sony has came out and said Spider-Man, Miles Morales will be on the PS4. They have came out and said Horizon 2 will be on the PS4. After touting, these games can only be done and we have a different direction than Microsoft's going. I could, I would have believed it for Horizon Zero Dawn. Horizon 2. Yeah, Horizon 2. I would have, I would have, I would still believe that. But Spider-Man, no. You can't fool me with that one. That one looks just like the first one. And they have came out and said next-gen games will be $70. First-party games will be $70 on the PS5. Miles Morales, on the other hand, is $50, letting you know that it's not a full retail release. No. Again, we called that when we first saw that. So current-gen, not full-tail releases, are $40. But since it's next-gen, it will be a $50 game. Yeah. It's... Because there's a next there's a next gen ten dollar price um, bump. Yeah, for hardware purposes, they got to make their money somehow. So, um, you want to hear the another salt in the wound that Sony didn't reveal, but this came out based on pre order numbers. Yeah, this isn't one like you're gonna read in the newspapers, but um, for every hundred disc versions of PlayStation Five they release, they have they're touting this four hundred dollar discless version. Yeah, for every hundred ps5 disc versions there is one discless version produced what (laughs) (laughs) did anybody else's fucking old dial-up computer just fucking restart like what the fuck they have they're taking a bigger price hit on the discless version they're they're taking a loss on the discless version so they're producing less of them they're actually making a little bit of money on... Um, they're not taking a loss on disc versions. 
Not so as big of a loss. They might be taking a slight loss, but they're taking a bigger loss because removing the disc does not save you that much money. They are taking the hit, so they, on paper, you look at it, and you see the discless version of the PS4, and you're like, huh, it's only $100 more for the Xbox Series S. I'm from the Xbox Series S, but I'm getting the performance of the PlayStation 5. I should just wait and get that one. That is the price war they want to have there. But there's not as many of them, so they don't have to take as many hits price-wise on production. Fair enough. It, it seems like a smart move. It's a smart move, but it's really kind of tricky. It's risky. It can be. It can get real risky real quick. So, what are what are your thoughts on the PS4? I mean, PS5 exclusive now being PS4, and finding out that the hundred for every hundred um, PlayStation Five disc versions, there'll only be one digital version of the PlayStation Five for four hundred dollars. It's making me realize that I don't need to buy a PlayStation right away, and I'm gonna be completely fine. If I don't, I'm not missing it. It just further hits home that I'm not missing anything. You know, like, I won't be missing the new Spider-Man now. I'll be able to play it for fucking 40 bucks and play it for 20 hours and be happy and be content until I get my new PlayStation. So just take these numbers in effect. For every million PlayStation disc versions they sell, there will only be... 10,000 discless versions for $400. That's just mind-numbing. Isn't that kind of shady marketing? It makes your fucking head hurt. Like, why would you do that? It's so you look at the prices and you see that you're like, well, yeah, $100 more, I should go for the PlayStation 5. You're just not going to be able to find You're not going to be able to version. fucking find them, though. What if they only sell a fucking million copies? Then what are you going to fucking do? What if a million people buy them and they're just like... And that 10 million that we're trying to be a part of, we just so happen to be the 11 fucking... 10,000 for every million. Yeah. That's the production numbers. And again, this is based on sell through... So IGN links, so you can click on and buy the consoles for... Because it's almost impossible to go to the sites and search for these yourself. But they can track once you click on those links. And if you actually are able to get through and purchase something. And that was the number of results of people who were able to buy using those links. as a 100 to 1. Jesus. Um, Sony also um, confirmed that backwards compatibility for the PS3, 2, and 1 games do not exist for the PlayStation 5. I don't think that surprises anyone. No. They say 99% of PlayStation 4 games will be backwards compatible. They didn't say at launch, though. No, they're probably going to update the graphics for you. They're not updating the graphics. No? They have to test to make sure they just run. They should run. They have to test it before they'll do it. And PlayStation Plus Collection... Um, PlayStation Plus Collection is the answer to the Game Pass. Um, they'll have, I believe, 18 games, most of them first party. God of War, Bloodborne, Monster Hunter, Final Fantasy XV, Fallout 4, Mortal Kombat 10, Uncharted 4, Ratchet and Clank, Days Gone, Until Dawn, Detroit, Become More Humans, Battlefield 1, Infamous Second Son, Batman Arkham Knight, The Last Guardian, Last of Us, Persona 5, and Resident Evil 7, Biohazard, will be... Available to people with PlayStation 5s with PlayStation Plus. It'll be called PlayStation Plus Collection. 
But Sony does not say this is, they say this is unsustainable. They will not be adding games to this that are PlayStation 5 games. Day and date, they do not plan to be adding PlayStation 5 games to this. This is just a service for a launch that you're able to go back and experience the best of the best of the PlayStation 4 games. Which is sort of what I... Which is sort of what I called on that. I When I saw it, I was like, this is only going to be for their game of the years or their very high-rated games. It's not going to be something that is going to be long-lived or anything of the sort. Basically, I think this is an introductory, introductory program to give you something to play. I don't think it's anything more, anything less, but if you're a new PlayStation 5 member, if you're you can a new come in and play. Yeah, if you're a new PlayStation owner, this sort of gives you like some of their wheelhouse games. Like These are what we perfected sort of thing. So I got one more thing for you. There's only really, I think, one launch exclusive right now for the PlayStation 5. Demon's Souls Remaster. Yeah. Okay. Demon's Souls Remaster, at the end of the trailer that they showed at the PlayStation 5 event, it said, asterisk, also available on PC. Sony then came out, removed it, scrubbed it, and said that was a mistake. Do you know anyone who goes out of their way to add information to a job they don't need to? Or do you think Sony's lying to us and this is actually coming out on PC? It's coming out on PC. <laughs> it's most definitely coming out on PC. So, essentially... It's just a matter of where it comes out and when it comes out. Because so, so, they could do a Horizon uh, Zero Dawn where they wait a few years. But I don't see that happening. So, I see them either giving it to the Epic Store or, stream, or Steam... Or if they fucking start their own fucking online PC store. So basically, Sony has done a full 360 in my mind and has pivoted. Basically, they're releasing as closely as they can to the Xbox's um, market strategy where they're having somewhat of a game pass, full backwards, going trying to do at least backwards compatibility to the last generation, that they're... Um, all their games are going to be playful, playable on current generation and next generation. And their games are going to be moving the PC at some form or another. Like I said, they panicked. They panicked. I'm sure the fucking collective was like something they just... Some dude pulled out of his ass and got a fucking promotion. Like, they panicked. I, I just think the misleading with... Uh, I think just the misleading with uh, the PlayStation 5 pre-orders, the misleading with the PS5 built from the ground up only for the PS5 only can be done on the PS5 um, titles was misleading. And I think they're being misleading on Demon's Souls as well. And I wish they would clear communicate whether these time exclusives, how long are they time exclusives? Because I feel like their PR, they're tripping on each other. But I think these consoles are going to sell out. It's not really going to matter in the long run of things that they're being dishonest right now. No, and people will sit by and idly stand by while they wait for all these games to come out that they got lied to about. So if you are listening to this and you want a PS5, this Don't week this this week's going to be your week to re- Sony to be able to make it up to you and you might be able to get one. 
Uh, and I know I've been reading through a lot. A lot of people are upset that they haven't been able to secure theirs and they feel very lied to about the games. They feel lied to about the pre-orders. And I personally think Sony really fucked up. After having a fucking beautiful presentation. <laughs> you heard it from the mouth of babes. Sony fucked up. So next week, we'll um, be seeing how Microsoft handles their pre-orders and see if it's a less of a shit show and see how that all goes. I think, honestly, there will be about two to three Series S's available for every Xbox X if I had to throw out a number. I'm probably going to pre-order the Xbox X, honestly. I'm going to try my heart out Tuesday to get one. Yeah. At 11. Uh, 11 yeah, Eastern, you'll be, 8 yeah, you'll Pacific. Be, you'll still be in Columbus yep. Tuesday, so... I'm putting a big meeting on my calendar at work and telling them I'm at a doctor's appointment. <laughs> That's a very good thing for you to do. Very professional. I have a lot of sick time, and this is like... I'll take vacation time for that. I don't care. <laughs> Hopefully, uh... If you can pre-order two or three of them, I can get one off of you. Pay you back for the one I actually owe you. You already owe me two hundred dollars. I don't know enough. I'll I'll trust you to pay me. Um, but anyways, that's uh it for our episode um, fourteen at the X Playbox Station. Um, I'm your host Jordan Alvarez, and your PP Gray Vic Vinegar Pierce Gray here as well, live and in person. Thank you guys for joining us, and have a wonderful week.